At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got three absolutely tremendous hours coming up for you guys. We're going to be taking a little bit of a look at this UFC weekend. We're going to get you guys set for what is going to be a great college basketball weekend. We've got 15 relatively solid games for Friday and then the 100 million billion games for Saturday as well. So going to get you guys set there. Going to take a little bit of a look at the NBA and so much more. And obviously taking a look forward to what we're getting in the Super Bowl as we're going to be joined by a trio of great guests along the way as Joining me in 15 minutes is Tom Casale. He does great work over at NOLA.com. He, much like myself, very dialed into what we're getting with regards to this big game, how the line is moving. But coupled with that, he, much like myself, absolutely loves the game of college basketball. So we're going to be getting a little bit of college basketball with him. We're going to be talking a little bit of NFL, and that comes your way in about 15 minutes. Hour number two, in about 90 minutes, we're going to be taking a look at the UFC. Billy Ward, he does great work over at Fantasy Labs. He also does a tremendous job over at Action Network. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at the UFC. We'll see if we can get a little bit of a Super Bowl pick with him as well. Football is a little bit of a secondary sport for him, but at this time of year, we all know the games and we always want to get as many thoughts as humanly possible. And I always do want to gauge just how everyone does bet the Super Bowl because there's so many different philosophies. There are so many people that they want to get in early. There are others that, you know what, you wait until kickoff. So I do think that being able to get as many opinions as humanly possible on the big game is as beneficial as it gets because you can always make us case for the underdog you can always make a case for the favorite the over the under what have you and it's all about trying to be able to utilize that information as well as humanly possible I have as many outlets for information as humanly possible to make the best informed decision as humanly possible on this game so we're going to be doing that in hour number two and then in hour number three tanner kern he does tremendous work over at DraftKings. i'm sure he's going to have plenty of super bowl props for us a couple of that i know that he's been doing a solid job taking a look at the nba does a little hockey as well but 
but hockey, as we know, that is on hiatus for the time being because they have got the All-Star Games that are coming up this weekend. So we're going to be chatting a little NBA and a little NFL with Tanner in our number three. So very much a locked and loaded show. And I do want to give lip service to this for about a minute or so. We are quite a bit of a ways away from the MLB season, but I know that some of you guys do bet some of these futures. A little bit of a stunning trade in Major League Baseball. I bring this up because I'm from the great state of Wisconsin. Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers are no more. As Corbin Burns, it appears as though it's going to be traded to the Baltimore Orioles. It does look like there's like a little bit of pending approval. You get your physicals, what have you. But Corbin Burns sent away from the Milwaukee Brewers to the Baltimore Orioles. And I tell you right now, being a Brewers fan, I am not happy with this haul. They are going to be getting, as a matter of fact, D.L. Hall, along with an infielder, Enjoy Ortiz. He's a little bit more of a prospect. Hall is a little bit of an up-and-coming pitcher. And then they're also going to get pick number 34 in the 2024 MLB draft. I understand that for like a mid-tier pitcher or something like that, that's a pretty good haul. But when you're Corbin Burns, a Cy Young Award winner, this is just very unacceptable. And that is going to be hurting the Brewers for this coming season. Now, whether or not you're going to get Freddie Peralta, how he looked in the first half of the season versus the second half of the season, that's a question for the Brewers. They should have Aaron Ashby, who they did not have a season ago. But, man, that's rough to say the least. I'm going to be doing much more of my baseball handicapping as the end of the February into March really starts up once we can get pitchers and catchers to report. But, Man, because my secondary sport, once college basketball season ends, it is baseball. So I am very much looking at the signings and these moves that are being made. But as of right now, if you're looking at the Milwaukee Brewers, their odds to be able to win the World Series, 90-1 to 1 behind the Miami Marlins and the Cleveland Guardians. Now, I think that might be a little bit harsh, the fact that they're that far down the board. They're further down the board than the San Francisco Giants, who made just a absolutely brain-dead decision to let go of Gabe Kapler in the offseason. So I do feel like maybe we've run a little bit too far on the Brewers. But as we know with the Brewers, pitching the last few years has been tremendous. The offense leaves a lot to be desired, though they did pick up Reese Hoskins in the offseason as well. But, man, that was a little bit difficult. So that's one that I did want to pass along, and I do think that this is going to very much help out a Baltimore Orioles team that... Don't look now. They are number six with regards to odds to be able to win the World Series at 14 to 1 in that locked and loaded AL East. They're behind the New York Yankees, which the Yankees being at 9 to 1, the Orioles being at 14 to 1. Tell me that perception and name brand doesn't exist, and I will show this to you right here because I do think that the Orioles are the better team as of right now. They certainly have a bunch of young players. I recognize that the Yankees made some moves in the offseason, but. That's a team with the Yankees. Going to need to see it to believe it a little bit more with them. And something that we are now seeing and something that we can certainly believe in is the fact that the tenor of this MVP race with regards to the NBA, it has changed. We saw Joel Embiid go down very late last night with an injury, and now he has plummeted all the way down the odds board. Like I was doing the show yesterday, Joel Embiid was like at right around 6-7-1 to seven to, one to start out with, and then he went to 10-1 to one immediately after the game. Fell like 15 to 1 at the end of my show. Now he's at 60 to 1. So that's rough to say the least. Nikolai Jokic is by far your favorite at minus 140. Shea Gilders, Alexander clocking in at plus 275. We've got Luka Doncic plus 550. And then Giannis and Ted Kumpo 7 to 1. As we are looking at the MVP race in the NBA right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And there's no denying. If you were to vote on this award right now, I do feel like Nikolai Jokic is the correct pick. But 
you're looking for a little bit of value. I do think that there is a case to be made for Shea Gildress Alexander if, for one, he's able to keep this up. That You need to be able to keep it up to be able to win this award because Nikolai Jokic feels like at this point he could just sleepwalk his way to a, to a triple-double. But you do have to keep in the back of your mind as well. Will there be a little bit of voter fatigue with this as well? Because Jokic has very recently won this award, whereas Shea Gildress-Alexander has not. And I do think that you can correlate this a little bit. You don't want this to be an end-all, be-all by any stretch of imagination because if Nikolai Jokic is averaging like 40 points, 15 rebounds, and a partridge in a pear tree for the rest of the season, but the Nuggets get the two seed and the Thunder get the one seed, it's not just going to automatically go to Shea Gildress-Alexander. But I do think that it would be very closely related if the OKC Thunder, who are currently a game back of the Minnesota Timberwolves, are able to get that one seed, and Jay Gildress-Alexander is a big reason why. Now, when it comes to Jay Gildress-Alexander, in my opinion, defense sometimes does lack a little bit, but man, with the way that he has been able to just carry this OKC Thunder team, a team that is very, very young, and if you're looking at a team that could become like the next Golden State Warriors, maybe I'm going a little bit too far here, but I mean the Thunder, They've got so much draft capital. They've got so many young guys. They're coming up at the same time. This team is going to be scary for a really, really long time. And Shea Gilders-Alexander, he is a headliner of this team. So I do think that that is worth taking a look at. Also, I do think that though Giannis Antetokounmpo is right now in the top five, I'd be... Not wanting to look at him in terms of a long shot opinion. I know that my producer, Dan Miller, and myself, we are both very much Milwaukee Bucks fans. And when it comes to the Doc Rivers experiment, that has not been going too great, to say the least, for the Milwaukee Bucks. They lose the return trip to Portland for Damian Lillard. And you do have to be questioning where this Bucks team is going to be moving forward. And I just can't advocate for anything involving the Milwaukee Bucks doing anything good with regards to bets right now because it is very strange what we saw with the Milwaukee Bucks and it is becoming a little bit more of a trend in the NBA. Each of the last really three seasons, we have seen a mid-season coaching change because last season it was with the Atlanta Hawks with Quinn Snyder taking over that program, but I mean, I had a little bit more affinity for Quinn Snyder a few years ago. It was actually the Minnesota Timberwolves that did make that midseason move as well. But with the Milwaukee Bucks, I understand that perhaps Adrian Griffin was not the answer, but it felt like what the Milwaukee Bucks did is they said, you know what, who's the biggest name out there? We're going to sign them. And for Doc Rivers, he's just, I don't know what comparison you want to make in the MLB. It's like, pre-World Series winning Dusty Baker, or perhaps Buck Showalter, or Mike McCarthy. Just insert your coach here that always does a solid job. Their teams are always above 500. They're always going to give you a relatively solid seed in the playoffs. And then when it comes to the playoffs, they make like your buddy at the bar and cannot close. That is Doc Rivers to a T. I mean, you take a look at the amount of 3-1 leads that he's blown. He's blown probably as many leads by himself as the rest of the history of the NBA, it feels like. I mean, it has been really rough, to say the least, in the playoffs. And right now with this Milwaukee Bucks team, you can tell that they're still trying to find their bearings. Now, losing a few games in late January, early February, that's not going to matter if you win a title. But other than the Boston 3 party way back in the day, you have to go back now about 15 years ago to when Doc Rivers and Boston was able to win that title. What has he really been able to do to elevate his team in the playoffs? 
really not much of anything. So you do have some suspectness there, to say the least. And what else is very suspect is the fact that out east things might be getting a little bit more haywire. I do think that this was a little bit more of a one-off, but we did see the biggest money line underdog win in the NBA on Thursday with the LA Lakers going on the road. They took down the Boston Celtics by kind of 114 to 105. And typically when you think of your biggest money line upset of the season, you don't think of a Lakers versus Celtics game being on there. But reason why it was is that the uh, Lakers, perhaps they got the, uh, I guess you'd call it message of LeBron James. I don't know what to call it at this point because LeBron James always has very strange ways of communicating with his teams. I think that that's the best way of putting it. You had the whole hourglass tweet or X post, whatever you want to call it now. But I mean, his team, they responded. They went 19 of 36 from three-point range. Austin Reeves went into complete and utter flamethrower mode, 7 to 10 from distance. And that just sometimes happens in the in any form of basketball, college basketball, the NBA, international basketball. Sometimes you just catch a falling knife and that really happened to the Boston Celtics who they had 23 points out of Jason Tatum and this Boston Celtics team still 22 and 3 at home but you do have to wonder if we do see perhaps a little bit of a drop off as we head towards the middle part of the season maybe they started out a little bit too strongly we sometimes do see that from time to time in the NBA I don't think that we should make too much of it but did think that it was an interesting result what else is interesting to take a look at is the Super Bowl and we're going to do that next with our good friend Tom Casale he does great work over at NOLA.com and he joins me on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Put the VSN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSN Pro annual subscription. You're able to get a nice discount for this VSIN Pro annual subscription with the name, with the promo code Greg, G R E G. And over at VSIN.com, you're able to get access to everything. It's a fresh new design. You're able to get a mobile, fro- you're able to get a mobile 
first focus along with expanded educational content you've got my handicap lines for every single day up there you get the folks like Wes Reynolds doing a great job with all of their golf analysis and their articles as well and that's over at the brand new vsin.com we're back here on the great Peterson experience on vsin the sports betting network always great to be joined by this man as we've got tom caselli aboard he does great work over at nola.com taking a look at both some nfl along college basketball much like myself and tom it's always great to get you aboard thank you so much thanks for having me on greg thank you for joining me tom and Tom, let's dive in on how you're taking a look at the Super Bowl. As line has seen relatively stagnant the last few days, total's been between 47 to 47 and a half, depending upon your book. And right now, after we saw a few two and a halfs out there, after we saw a few one and a halfs out there earlier in the week as well, this line has pretty much stayed stuck at two with the 49ers being the favorite. And is this a case where you're going to be waiting for a little bit of line movement, or have you settled on the side slash total? Yeah, I'm I'm in the wait and see mode. I think this is a tough game to handicap. I lean the Chiefs. You know, I, listen, I, I'll be honest. I had Baltimore pretty big last week. The last time that team ever fools me ever. Um, you just saw you just saw a different in that game. You saw a team that's been there before, a team that knows how to win against a team that just folded. And I don't think the 49ers are going to fold, but. I do think you can run the football on the 49ers. You know, the Packers did a great job running that stretch run play where the 49ers give up over five yards per carry on the season. So I I think because they can get Pacheco going in this game early, that'll open some things up for Mahomes. I think it's going to be a close game, but, you know, I, I do think the Chiefs win it. Yep, I'm right there with you, and I do think that's just such a big factor of experience, and I do want to get your thoughts on this as well, because this is a rematch of a Super Bowl that we saw very, very recently, 2020, and when that game, we saw the 49ers and the Chiefs have very much a nip-and-tuck game. The Chiefs had to be able to pull that out late, and as we know, the 49ers, they were just that one pass away from being able to get it done. Is there anything that you could draw from the first game at all? Because for me, I think that we need to pretty much wipe the slate clean, because this is a Chiefs team that, in my opinion, is more defense-oriented rather than offense-oriented the first time around. Agreed. I don't think the only thing you can take from that game is my big bet in that one was Kyle Jerkovich over receiving yards, and that's the, my big bet again this year. <laughs> um, he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl when they met last time on, on a pass. Um, I, I just think the way the Chiefs play, you can slip that fullback running back out in the flats on their blitzes, and I think Shanahan's going to have a couple of plays dialed up for the fullback there. But other than that, I just they're different teams now. They play differently. One of the things I think the Chiefs did well, you know, Andy Reid's such a good coach, is they had that little stretch where they weren't playing well. And then they said, you know, let's play to the team that we are, not the team that we have been. And then you started seeing Pacheco get more carries, right? It wasn't just all Mahomes. Uh, they, they started feeding Rice more uh, to go along with Kelsey. So I think they did a great job later in the season adapting to who they are. Um, and again, I think it's going to be a close game again, just like it was before. I think a couple plays decide it. If a couple plays decide it, as I found out last week, you want to be on Mahomes' side, not the other side. It just feels like Patrick Mahomes in a big game, in a tight spot. He just always seems to get the job done, and I'm right there with you. I am taking a look at the Chiefs on the money line. It's just all about trying to be able to extract the best of the number. Right now at DraftKings, we're seeing a plus 110. I believe yesterday this was a plus 105. So all about just trying to angle for the most of it there. And I know that you were talking about Isaiah Pacheco a little bit before. Is this someone that you're going to be targeting with regards to props, whether that be rushing yards, carries maybe something different because I do think that he is also going to be playing a big role in this game 
Yeah, I, I do like carries. I, I like over carries on Pacheco. I, you know, I, it's oh, you know, Greg in the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of the numbers are, are skewed to the over, right? Because a bunch of people aren't going to bet unders in the, and go watch the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, so I, I do like his yards, but I think carries is the way to go about it. Because again, where if you look at every everything on paper, where where the nine defensively is that stretch run play that for whatever reason you know again Aaron Jones killed him on it uh thought the Lions Lions did a good job especially in the first half getting those guys to the outside and running that ball so I I think listen Andy Reid's not his first rodeo he knows how to coach football I think Pacheco gets a lot of carries plus if they're up late in the game it's going to be Pacheco time Yep, and he was able to have a nice week last week in that win against the Baltimore Ravens. They have been trusting him. They have been feeding him the ball a little bit more. So I'm in agreement there. As joining me on the show, we do have Tom Casale. He does tremendous work over at NOLA.com. Joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I know you were talking about siding with the Chiefs in this one. And I do want to get your thoughts on this because there have been a lot of people talking out there about, you know what, if you like the Chiefs either on the spread or the money line, a better play to make is taking a look at Patrick Mahomes to be able to win MVP, which obviously you want to shop around for the best of the number. Right now, DraftKings has plus 125 might be finding some plus 120 you might be finding some plus 130 out there but I do disagree with this logic just because as much as I don't want to go into mainstream media and I don't want to be going on like Twitter slash X looking at tweets and everything like that but I think that the universe might actually explode if Travis Kelsey is able to win MVP and then you've got that firestorm with like Taylor Swift being up on the stage while he's getting the MVP award and everything like that and certainly Travis Kelsey has been able to emerge if we're looking on an on-field standpoint as well I'm not sure where you side on this but I just feel like there's too much trepidation with the fact that Kelsey might steal this award to make that a viable play because I do think that Patrick Mahomes if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl he's going to be obviously the favorite to be able to get the award but I don't think that it's as much of a foregone conclusion as everyone thinks. No, and I listen. Don't outthink yourself. If you like the Chiefs, bet the Chiefs. You know, here's the thing about you got to remember something. Tom Brady didn't win the MVP twice. It was Dion Branch. It was Julian Edelman. Uh, sometimes the voters, you know, it's, it's, Mahomes can win it every year if they win the Super Bowl, just like Brady. But sometimes if, if another player has a big game, like a Kelsey, if he goes for nine catches for a buck 20 and a touchdown or two, like you said, I don't know. I haven't checked the Taylor Swift props. I don't know <laughs> what the over-under is on them showing her during the game. Whatever that number is, I like over, right? Um, you're getting a lot of people. Heck, my neighbor's making making Making, uh, making Kelsey jerseys with Taylor's boyfriend on the back for her daughter and all her friends in the neighborhood to watch the game. I mean, I agree with you. I think the narrative is there for Kelsey to win it should he have a big game. That's the only other guy, though. It's either going to be Mahomes or Kelsey. Uh, Pacheco can do whatever he wants. If they win, they're going to give it to Mahomes. So if you like the Chiefs, bet the Chiefs. Don't try to get too smart in a one-game scenario. Oh, absolutely. And you don't want to be taking the narrative approach when it comes to something that's just based on the number itself, like reception instead of everything like that with Travis Kelsey. This is something that is voted on by humans, and humans can be swayed very, very easily by things like this. So I do think that you want to take a little bit of caution, and you do want to pump the brakes there. And I do always think that it's very interesting when it comes to betting the Super Bowl as well, because obviously there's a team that you like. In the case of both of us right now, it's Kansas City Chiefs. But it's how you play the props on the other side 
side with the 49ers because even if you do think that the 49ers are going to lose and perhaps you think that they get blown out in this game, I don't think that's a case where you want to take all unders and pretty much bad results with the 49ers. I'm not sure how you view this. Certainly, probably do like a few unders with the 49ers if you like the Kansas City Chiefs. But that said, I do think that regardless of what side betters are on, I don't think that they should just take all unders on the other side of what they're betting. No, and the first three bets I made were all on 49ers. I took Jerkovic over. They, that, his numbers uh, came out too low. Uh, they're, they're up now. But it was a 0.5 receptions and 0.5 yards. And then I hit McCaffrey over 33 and a half yards. And again, why? Where do you attack the Chiefs? They're weak against defending running backs in the flats and, and in the middle of the field there. I think they're really going to use McCaffrey in the passing game. So those were the first three bets I actually made in the Super Bowl because I, I – Again, I think it's going to be a tight game, and that's where I, I found the most value. And I do think the 49ers are going to have some success offensively. You know, I, again, I, I'm not a Brock Purdy hater, but if this is a close game and I get to pick one of these two guys, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. I don't care who the other person is. I mean, Brady's retired. So if you have to pick a quarterback in a Super Bowl, I'm going Mahomes. But, yeah, there's still plenty of value on some of the 49ers players if you're looking at a couple overs. Yep, I'm right there with you. And we've got about 45 seconds left. Have you done anything with the total as of right now? Or is that a little bit more of a wait and see and try to build the narrative a little bit more before you make that bet? Yeah, I think that, that number is pretty right, is, is right on. I lean a little bit to the under, only because the chief in Chief games, nobody scores in the second half for some reason. It's really odd. Um, so I, I think you could see some scoring early. Then once the defenses settle in, I, I think it could, it could slow down a bit. I think we end up here in the low 40s, around 43 to 45. So I think there's a touch of value on taking under. Yep, I am in agreement with you as Tom Casali. He does great work over at NOLA.com, and he's been joining me all year long, talking some college basketball, talking some NFL, but he, much like myself, absolutely loves the game of college basketball. Not quite as big of a slate on Friday as we're going to get for Saturday, but certainly we've got some good games, and we'll discuss those next on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro annual subscription. Sign up for a VSIN Pro annual subscription, and because you're a listener to this fine program, the Greg Peterson Experience, you get it at a discounted rate of just $199. So utilize that promo code for this show of GREG, my name, and you get access to everything that we do on the brand new VSIN.com. That includes daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has a hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and the bets are moving on every game, 24 7 video access, premium analysis, betting systems, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and fav- favorite player props for the game. Remember, utilize that promo code GREG to be able to get your first year of VSIN at a discounted rate over at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Tom Casale. Just tremendous work over at NOLA.com. And Tom, you much like myself, do a tremendous job taking a look at football, but I know you're now locked in on college basketball along with myself. And before we dive into some of the games on Friday, just what have you been making out of the last few weeks in college basketball? Because it has been completely harebrained and we have been noticing just a lot of very strange results recently. And I know that there's been a lot of people talking about this, and I do think that it's true. It's been one of the toughest years to really handicap that I can remember. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I'm having a pretty good year. I, I'm sticking to the to the lower conferences like usual <laughs> uh, for my for my bets. But when you look at the the bigger conferences, I just you know, I just think college basketball is changing. I know me and you have talked about this before. The transfer portal in basketball is different than football. It's allowed these mid-majors to go get some of these uh, high-star athletes that are on bigger teams that aren't playing and, and bringing them in. And I just, when I watch some of these teams, there's not that big of a difference. And I just think things are wide open now. You know, you look at a team like, like Florida. I mean, they can get hot with their offense. I mean, they don't play much defense, but we saw against Kentucky, man, when they're shooting the ball well, it, it, it's just I think there's so much much depth in these bigger conferences now. Uh, you look at the Big 12, TCU, uh, Texas, Iowa State. I mean, they're all, uh, you know, they, they got seven, eight teams there that can really compete every night. And I just think that that's hard to go through the, the season and just roll up win after win after win. You know, even a team like North Carolina, I mean, they've gotten by a couple of tight ones and then they face Georgia Tech. So I just think it's going to be another crazy tournament. I think there's going to be a lot of upsets and uh, it's anybody's ball game right now. Oh, there's no question about it. It truly is. And I do think that this is a team that if they are able to make the NCAA tournament, they could be able to make some noise and they're going to be in action on Friday. That'd be the Dayton Flyers playing us to St. Bonaventure. Right now, St. Bonaventure is a seven-point underdog. Total on this game is 134.5. And, and this is a little bit of a different Dayton team than what we've seen in past years. They're a little bit more offense-heavy. Their defense has been a little bit more lax this year, but it's been really coming back in the last few games as well. But how do you evaluate this one with the Bonnie team that has won the most experience at all of college basketball and a Dayton team that can go into flamethrower mode from three? Yeah, you know, I've had some luck betting St. Bonaventure this year. I, I, you know, I bet them at home, and then I go against them on the road, especially against better teams. They, they, they struggle offensively sometimes, and Dayton, as you mentioned, has a really good defense. This is a game I think Dayton pulls away. I think it's one of those ugly kind of games where Dayton wins, like, you know, 70 to 55 or something like that, where a, a, the first half could be kind of ugly shooting-wise. But I just think Dayton too much at home. Yeah, like you said, listen, I bet them as a, as a final four flyer before the season at 60 to 1, obviously losing Malachi Smith hurts offensively but this is still a very dangerous team and at home i think they take care of business against saint bonaventure you took a flyer on the flyers that is what <laughs> i absolutely love to see i know that you did that unintentionally but that was done oh, oh so artfully by tom casali who's joining me right here on the greg peterson experience on visa the sports bank network and then when it comes to the biggest game of the night you can debate it between Ohio State and Iowa and Butler versus Creighton, but we'll give you Butler versus Creighton here just because this is a Creighton team that may have been about as hot and cold as it gets in all of college basketball. When this team is on, they look like one of the best offenses in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, they went to lovely Las Vegas a little bit over a month ago and lost by double figures at home to a UNLV team that lost at home by 32 points to Air Force. So you've got an interesting team there. The total is right around 147 half with Creighton being a nine to a nine and a half point favorite. Any thoughts on this game? Because I do recognize that with Creighton, you could just run into them in the wrong night, but nine to nine and a half does feel a little bit lofty to me. Yeah, you know, listen, I had the, the bet on Creighton last year at 100 to one. And, I, and to be honest with you, I think they're the same team. You know, some nights you'd, you'd watch them and they look like a final four caliber team. And other nights you're just like, 
you know, what's going on here. And I think the problem with Creighton is they don't have a lot of options offensively. When their top guys aren't scoring, where does it come from? Now, like you said, when they're on, if you run into them in the wrong night, especially at home, you can forget about it. But uh, sometimes those those deep balls aren't falling for them, and they have trouble finding multiple scoring options. Uh, and I think that's where they struggle sometimes. You know, I like this Butler team. I like the way they play. They're they're a hard team to kill. They, they play well defensively. They stick around in games. I didn't bet this game personally. I think it's a little high. I make it more around seven and a half, eight than nine, nine and a half. So if you're going to bet it, I see a little bit of value on the underdog. Yep, I am right there with you. It's one of those cases where at a nine or more is a take for me on Butler. And right now, pretty much mark of why we are finding this. We are seeing a little bit of line movement with regards to this Ivy League game as well. And I just feel like the money's coming in on the wrong side, which we've seen a lot of that this year. By the way, it's the Princeton versus Yale game. Yale opened up as a two and a half point favorite. Now they're anywhere between a three and a half to a four point favorite with a total of 140 and a half. And I recognize that Princeton got blown out in the last game against Cornell, but this team has lost two games all season long. They do such a good job of doing the little things well. They hit their free throws. They don't turn the ball over. And Yale's been better recently, but I look at Princeton and personally, I feel like they should be the favorite in this game. Yeah, one of the hard things of just looking at a score is, uh, you know, I had Princeton in that game against Cornell, uh, and I, I watched most of the game, and Princeton shoots a lot of threes. And when you shoot a lot of threes, some nights they're just not going to fall. And that's what that game was. I, I didn't think uh, Cornell did anything terrific defensively. I just thought Princeton wasn't hitting their open shots, shots they usually hit in their sleep. So I, I don't look too much into those games. I kind of just cross them off, tip your hat to Cornell. But Princeton's not going to shoot that way every night. And I think they match up well with this Yale team. I wouldn't be surprised if Yale won the game. But, man, you're looking now that it's over a possession with Princeton getting getting points. I actually have this line more close to even, like where the opener was. And you said the steam came in on Yale. I don't see it. Now I think I wasn't going to touch the game at first, but now that the line has moved, I'm going the other way. I think if you can get more than a possession with Princeton, that's good value. Yep, no question about it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of these games where you see the initial come in on Yale and then you get right back to the opener when it comes tip-off time as well. So I'm in firm agreement with you on that one. And then I do think that this one is a little bit intriguing as well as we always get ourselves some interesting action, some MAAC action as well. But we always get those one or two Big Ten games as well. And Ohio State versus Iowa is a Big Ten game with Iowa being a four and a half to a five point favorite totals between 157 and 158 and just such a strange matchup because you've got an Iowa team that they always do a good job of holding on to the ball. They're solid with their offense at home, much different home to road as well, but got an Ohio State team that after a good start to the year, they've just completely hit a cooler recently, but you know that the talent is there. How do you evaluate a matchup like this? Because I do think that the home court advantage might be honestly one of the biggest things to take a look at in this game. Yeah, listen, I like Iowa a little bit here. Um, I don't love them as much as a favorite. I, I think sometimes Iowa catching points, they're in a good spot. Uh, at home, like you said, again, this is a team that's going to shoot threes, and they have, they have to fall. Uh, I just think Ohio State, similar to years past, they get in this rut, man, where they just can't get out of it. They, they don't. I don't know what the offense is. I watch the team. It's just let's throw the ball around and uh, you know somebody hoists up a bad shot. It's, I, same thing as last year. And I just 
I wonder if they can get out of this rut. Uh, uh, Iowa at home, this number is actually, I know Ohio State's had a good season overall, but yeah, I think it should be closer to six, to be honest with you, with the way Ohio State's playing right now. So I, I like Iowa here. And like you said, they don't turn the ball over. They'll hit free throws at the end of the game. If you need a couple there, uh, I like the Hawkeyes laying the four and a half. And ironically, this was a number that opened up a little bit closer to five and a half to six as well. And we've got about a minute remaining. Anything else that you're taking a look at for Friday and or perhaps a little bit of a look at spot for Saturday? Yeah, a couple of things quick. You know, Akron's my team. I like him. I'm going to like him in the tournament. But I think Toledo and them match up really well. Uh, you know, again, four, four and a half in a game like that, I think that's going to be tied with a couple minutes to go. I think there's some value on the dog. And listen, man, I... If you're going to give me Kansas at home getting over a possession on Saturday, I'm going to take that every time. I, I know the Jayhawks might have been a little bit overrated this year, uh, but I, we'll see what that line comes in with Houston. But if they're getting more than three, I'm going to like the Jayhawks. And I think San Diego State at home bounces back against Utah State on Saturday. I'm right there with you in that Kansas call as well. Going to the fog is no joke, and this man always does a tremendous job. And Tom Casali over at NOLA.com. And Tom, always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always great to have Tom aboard. And coming next, let's dive into that college basketball card for Friday on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play you're experiencing hoops peterson himself on vsin the sports betting network are you looking for a super offer for super bowl 58 while DraftKings sportsbook has got you covered Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code VSIM when you do because new customers can place about a $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with that promo code of VSIN because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience of VSIM, the sports betting network. Certainly going to be talking 
some Super Bowl all week long and into next week as well. Next week is where the rubber is really going to be meeting the road. We're going to find out a little bit more about these injury concerns. So my opinion, we're not seeing as much on the injury report as we have in past Super Bowl. Certainly not last Super Bowl when we had Patrick Mahomes dealing with his ailments, what have you. But it is certainly something that could be a little bit of a game changer. It could find us a little bit of value on one side or the other. And I'll be going through an hour number two, just a little bit more of what I'm taking a look at in terms of Super Bowl props right now. I haven't locked in a whole extra lot. I'm one of those people. I do like to wait on a little bit more other than unders. When it comes, or I should say other than overs. When it comes to overs, you want to bet those very early on. If you're looking at quite a few unders and one of my player prop bets, they typically are unders. Typically, waiting is your friend because a lot of people, they like to come in on the overs. You typically don't want to be that person at the party that's cheering for an under. I'm more than happy to be that guy. I do that with college basketball as well. You give me a nice 125 slobber knocker of a total that I take under, and those are sometimes my most hyped-up plays of the day. So I always love to be able to take a look at that. And when it comes to college basketball board for Friday, unfortunately, we don't have anything that is quite a 125, but we do have a 129 out there. So you know what? Perfect segue. 875, 876 on the betting board. Mount St. Mary's hits the road face-off against Marist. Maris is a favorite of between two and two and a half points. Donald's game is 129. We haven't missed a whole ton of our write-ups this year, but last time these two teams played, I wrote it up. I took Maris and Maris did not get to 50 points. So that was a little bit brutal to say the least. This is a circumstance where I do think that Maris is going to be able to get past 50 in this game, but I do foresee once again, a little bit of a lower scoring slog. And I do think that this is going to be a game where offense is going to be at a bit of a premium right now. I set my total at a 129. So I do want to see a little bit of line movement here. If we can get down to closer to a, like a 128 or even lower, that'd be my buy point on the over. If we can give to more around about a 130 or so, that'll be my buy point on the under. But that said, with Maris, I did set them as a favorite of three points. So here between two and two and a half, I do think that they're going to be able to get a little bit of revenge in this one. It's a Maris team that has been dealing with quite a few injuries to guys like Isaiah Brickner and company. So that has hurt their backcourt just a little bit. But now they've got Jackson Price back in the fold. He's one of their top three-point shooters. He was missing the first time around. So I do think that that'll help out Marist, a team that has still, even with all the injuries, even with all the, shall we say, doldrums on offense, this has been one of the most rock-solid defenses in all of college basketball. Marist currently clocking in 22nd in all of college basketball with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. And when they're at home, it's all the better. Maris, a top 10 team in the country with regards to points allowed per possession when they are at home. And this is a pair of teams that they do a nice job of being able to rip the ball away. Maris, a top 30 team in all of college basketball with regards to turnovers forced on a per possession basis. The Mount, Mount St. Mary's, they do find themselves in the top 50 with this regard as well. So I do think that you're once again going to be seeing quite a few dead possessions. This is a Mount St. Mary's team that has actually cranked up their tempo. They're now a top 125 team with regards to total possessions per game. You've got a Maris team that they're still super low and super slow. They are way outside the top 275 with regards to their total possessions per game, but for Maris. It's all about can they guard the three-point arc much like they did the first time around. First time around, Mount St. Mary's had a pretty miserable time shooting it from three-point range, and this is a Mount St. Mary's team that they just don't travel with regards to their three-point shooting. They shoot at home about 37.3% from the outside, 28.5% in a road-slash-shoot-court environment. Going up against Maris team that overall, they're shooting about 34% from three-point range, and while Mount St. Mary's has been able to take care of the ball a little bit better recently, Dakota Lefew has been your main point guard, giving you about 
about four assists, 16 points per contest. He takes over after Jalen Benjamin was the main point guard for the team last season. Still, it's a Mount St. Mary's team that's turned the ball over 14 and a half times for contest. You still have a team that does a solid job if you look at their overall rebound rate in the top 20, 125 with that regard. But other than Joey Cardelia, who's been able to give you about 4.7 rebounds per game, nobody on the roster gives you north of 4.5 rebounds per game. Meanwhile, for Maris, it's all about Max Brooks and what he's able to provide down low comes in from old San Jose State. Be able to give the team right around about 4.5 boards. He's been able to chip in there 10 plus points per contest, but... I do think that, once again, you get a game that's similar to the first one in which it's going to be a low-scoring slog, though I do think the Maris going to be a little bit better with their offense in this one. It is a Mount St. Mary's team that they shoot it much differently when they're away from home as well. So a spot where I'm going to be willing to side with Maris, set them as a three-point favorite. So two to two and a half across the market, like all those numbers. And with regards to total, going to be in a little bit of wait-and-see mode. If we can get down to more like a 128, that'll be my buy point on the over 130 or higher. Going to be taking a look at the under as we are evaluating some Metro Atlantic basketball right here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa the Sports Bank Network. And when it comes to the old MAAC, that's always an interesting matchup that you get. But how about if we go with a game that I think is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring slobber knocker? That is 869-870 on the betting board. The Peacocks of St. Peter's plays host to Niagara. Niagara finds themselves as between three and a half and four point underdogs. Opener on this game was six. So we have seen quite a bit of line move here. Total on this game is now between 133 and 134. The opener on this game was more in that neighborhood about a 135. And personally, I set my total in the middle of this. I was at a 133 and a half personally. I did like the opener under, but between a 133 over and a 134 under, I would still take the 134 under rather than the 133 over. And that's just because this St. Peter's team does a great job of sticking in the mud. This team is outside the top 275 with regards to total possessions per game, a top 75 team in the country with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. They shoot less than 30% from three. I mean, they are the textbook team that you want for these like 65 to 60 slogs because they can't put the ball in the basket, and they don't let you put the ball in the basket. And for the St. Peter's team, they're allowing opponents to shoot below 33% from three-point inches. It's really going to be strength on strength here. Niagara, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. They are shooting as a collective nearly 40% from three, top 20 team in all of college basketball with regards to three-point shooting percentage. I do think that what goes up must come down. Why I will say this about Niagara as well, among players that have scored at least 30 total points this season and have made at least one three, Every single one of them has shot at least 35.5% from three-point range. So that's every player that has made at least 30 points this year other than Harlan Obiana, who's your seven-footer. He's more of a low-post presence. He doesn't launch from three-point range. You've had Ahmad Henderson come in. He's been able to give the team 13.5 points after he began his career at the 91 level. pair of transfers in Luke Bumbleo along with Cobain Marble have been able to do a solid job, giving the team some outside shooting, especially Marble. He's only giving you about 7.5 points per contest. Began his career at Wyoming, where I remember during the 2020-21 season, he was a pretty solid contributor, but he's right now shooting 46% from three-point range, but I do think that St. Peter's going to be able to cool them down, and it is a St. Peter's team that does a relatively solid job on the glass going up against a Niagara bunch at, other than Obiana, you really don't have a lot down low. This Niagara team is about 233rd in all of college basketball with regards to their rebound rate. Meanwhile, you've got a St. Peter's team in which you've got Corey Washington, along with Latrell Reed, will be able to combine for about 10 or so rebounds per game. They would deal with a little bit of an injury to Michael Hoagie. He's really been your top rebounder. A little bit of a do-it-all player for this team, but 
Malamed. So down low is a nice little rim protector for the seam. It's a St. Peter's seam that overall with regards to the rebound rate, they're in the top 90 in all of college basketball. And it is interesting to take a look at this bunch in Niagara because they have, honestly do have some of the most travel among the teams that you're going to be finding in the Metro Atlantic. A lot of these teams, they're just in that New York Metro area. Like I know that with regards to the, I believe, Siena versus Manhattan game, it's very famous because the guys just take the subway in order to get to the game. So you don't have to worry about travel in a lot of these situations when it comes to Metro Atlantic. And that does actually lead to me sort of adjusting the way that I take a look at home court a little bit. I don't think that you could just award a boilerplate three points when it comes to home court advantage because there are some areas of the country where it is very, very rigorous to get to. Like, you take a look at the Summit League, for example, trying to get from Flagstaff, Arizona, out to, like, the Dakotas. That's a little bit of a bear. Meanwhile, taking the subway, that's a little bit easier to do. And I do think that that's something that is very important to keep in mind of, but... And said, this is a Niagara team that though they're 282nd in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, they are giving up about six and a half points fewer per 100 possessions in a roadside shooter court environment rather than at home, which is why I bring that up because it's very, very strange to take a look at that to say the least. But for St. Peter's, I think that they're going to have just enough in the backcourt to be able to get by. It is a Niagara team that is okay at generating turnovers and the kryptonite that you do have with the St. Peter's team on top of the fact that these guys just can't shoot to save, the, to save their lives is the fact that they do turn the ball over 13 times for contest. So I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a sloppier game. And that's why with regards to being between a 133 to a 134, I lean a little bit more to that 134 under rather than the 133 over. But this has gotten right into my strike zone for St. Peter's. I did set them as a five and a half point favorite at the six. It was a little bit more of a stay away and wait in C mode for me. Now that we're two, three and a half and four, going to be willing to lay that number on the Peacocks to go along with this total under and Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the Friday College Basketball card and getting you guys my DK Network write-up pick involving some smart kids right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Esports Fighting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo Play.